Hi, I'm Gertrude Keesley, and this is Kingdom Consciousness. Jesus said, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come, Matthews 24, 14. Before Jesus returns to set up his kingdom in its final form, the gospel of the kingdom must be extended throughout the nations of the world. In order to preach the gospel of the kingdom, we as kingdom citizens must understand the kingdom of God. Before we can become custodian to the keys of the kingdom, we must first experience kingdom living. In the past, much emphasis has been placed on the life and ministry of the king of the kingdom jesus christ and rightly so but not enough emphasis has been given to the gospel of the kingdom jesus told the religious leaders of his time ye shut up the kingdom of heaven against men for ye neither go in yourselves neither suffer them that are entering to go in matthew 23 13. It was this gospel of the kingdom that was the central purpose of Christ's life. He began his earthly ministry by declaring the arrival of the kingdom. That's, you can find that in Matthew 4.17. He ended his earthly ministry by speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom, Acts 1 and 3. In between the beginning and ending of his earthly ministry, the emphasis was on the kingdom. Luke 4.43 says, And he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, for therefore I am sent. The kingdom of God was the greatest concern of Jesus. His teachings and parables focused on the kingdom. His miracles were a demonstration of the kingdom of God in action. The phrases kingdom of God and kingdom of heaven are used over a hundred times in the books of Matthews, Mark, Luke, and John. We will explore the distinctions between these two. We are told to seek first the kingdom, to pray for it and to preach it. We are told how to enter the kingdom and taught that residency in it requires a new lifestyle. God is equipping his citizens to become kingdom minded so that we can understand the business of the kingdom. We are sons and daughters of the king. Everything about us is royalty, but we must first adopt the mind of Christ in order to understand what that actually means. We cannot have a poverty mindset and expect to grasp the reality of how much God desires for us to prosper. But there is a greater purpose than just understanding kingdom principles. Citizens must go beyond mere knowledge of the kingdom 
to actually experience it and make it the central purpose of our living. So I invite you to come and go with me as we explore this most exciting, interesting, and eye-opening subject. This is Gertrude Keesley. Last week, we began talking about understanding your kingdom assignment. We ended by saying we need to know our assignment. Know that you're not on this earth by mistake. It's the plan of God. We said that we would look at some of the people in the Bible who God created to carry out specific assignments on earth. They wanted you to take note of some of the difficulties they encountered. We also wanted you to understand that just because God has given you an assignment, it doesn't mean that everyone will agree with it, and it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. So we begin in this session, part two, with looking at just a brief look at some of those people. We're beginning, beginning with Moses. God created Moses for only one assignment on earth, to bring out the children of Israel from Egypt. As he went, he faced Pharaoh, complaints from his people, groanings, moanings, and the like. But when Moses accomplished his assignment on earth, God gave him rest in his kingdom. Joshua. God created God, Joshua for only one assignment on earth, to lead the children of Israel across the River Jordan into the promised land. Joshua was the man created by God to take over after Moses. Joshua sent 12 spies to search out the land. 10 returned with negative reports. Only two had praise reports and encouraged the people that with God's help, they could conquer the land. David. God created David to shepherd and be a warrior to the children of Israel. David was a man after God's own heart. However, he sinned with Bathsheba and had her husband killed. Solomon. God, Solomon was created and placed on this earth to build the temple. In 2 Samuel 7, 12, and 13, it says, And when your days be filled, and you sleep with your fathers. I will set up your seed, talking about to David, after you, which shall proceed out of your bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. And in 1 Kings 6.14, it says, So Solomon built the temple and finished it, but he disobeyed God. So Solomon did evil in the eyes of the Lord. He did not follow the Lord completely 
as David his father had done. That's in 1 Kings 11 and 6. Let's look at Jeremiah. He was created and placed on earth to be a prophet. In Jeremiah 1 and 5, it says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew you. And before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you, and I ordained you a prophet unto the nations. Jonah. Jonah was created to take the repentance message to Nineveh. But before going to Nineveh, he boarded a ship and went in the opposite direction. God had to have him swallowed up by a fish before he got his act together. Now, because of Jonah taking God's message to Nineveh, Nineveh repented and God relented from the disaster that he was to bring upon them. John the Baptist. John the Baptist was created for only one assignment on earth, a voice in the wilderness to prepare the way for Jesus. Many years ago, God revealed through his servant prophet Isaiah that he would send a voice in the wilderness to prepare the way for Jesus. This was prophesied many, many years before John the Baptist was created. From his creation by God, even before his birth, John was ordained to be that voice. And finally, just a brief statement about Paul. Paul was created to take the gospel to the Gentiles. But when we read his books and his story, we see all that he had to go through. All these people in the Bible accomplished their assignments on earth, and God gave them rest in his kingdom. But listen, many of us lose our blessings because of the process we must endure. We get frustrated, become doubtful, discouraged, and sometimes we think that we have misunderstood God's message. We feel that the birthing process or the labor pains are just too hard, so we give up. What about you? What were you created to do? What is your specific assignment on earth? God created you, and we stated earlier, every person for a specific assignment. We also said that no person was born by mistake. You are alive on earth to carry out and accomplish the kingdom assignment or the task that God created and ordained you to do. Life on earth has no meaning when you do not know why God placed you on it and you are not doing it. But when you know your specific assignment on earth, you know the timings in your life, and when you finish it, you can proudly say like Paul in 2 Timothy 4, 7, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Now, you can't proudly say these words when you've lived a life without knowing your specific assignment on earth and accomplishing it. 
God knows that it's difficult being a born-again person living on earth, but he does not take you out of this world for you to carry out your specific assignment and finish it. Jesus prayed and asked God not to take his disciples out of the world, but keep them from the evil or Satan so they could accomplish their assignment. When you start living for what God created you for, your inheritance in heaven starts increasing and crowns start being prepared for you. Heaven starts rejoicing and celebrating and all heaven and earthly resources are mobilized to you to accomplish your assignment on earth. You are alive on this earth even when you have not realized your assignment on earth. Because God is waiting for you to realize what you were created to do and start doing it. Do not wait until it's too late. So you might ask, how do I know what God created me to do? What is my specific assignment on earth? Here are a couple of, couple of indicators. When you delight in the Lord, he gives you your heart desires. So listen to the desire in your heart. It's God who placed it in your heart for you to do and accomplish it. And it's the Lord who fulfills the desires in you. It's not you. Now, if you are not born again, listen to me. Don't listen to the desires of your heart because they are of the devil and not from God. But if you are truly a bride of Christ, there's one desire in your heart which overpowers or that's more powerful than all the other heart desires. And that's what God has created you to do. The desire in you is from God if, number one, it's about serving God through, hum through humanity and not yourself. God creates people to serve him through mankind and not serve themselves, their families, or their children. If the greatest desire in your heart is about serving yourself, or your children and family are buying big cars and houses and the like for yourself and your family, that's not from God. For you to carry out what God created you to do on earth, for you to serve humanity, self must die. When you realize what you were created to do on earth and you start doing it, listen, God's grace and resources are sufficient for you to only focus on accomplishing your assignment on earth. And when you focus on your specific assignment, God takes care of the rest. He will take care of you. He will take care of your family and everything else. When you are carrying out your assignment on earth as ordained, in you before God created you, 
God mobilizes all earthly and heavenly resources to you so you can accomplish your specific assignment. Number two, when it gives you joy and fulfillment. Listen, doing what you are created to do gives you happiness, joy, and fulfillment in life that you can't get anywhere else on this earth. You can carry your assignment, let me tell you, even without being paid, without eating, without having help from other people, but you find joy and fulfillment in doing it. Number three, accomplishing your heart desire is beyond you. Listen, if accomplishing the, 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 the desire, excuse me, in your heart is beyond you, if it's greater than you, then you know it's from God. If you can accomplish your heart desire by yourself, that's not what God created you to do. He creates every person for greatness. And the greatness is beyond your reach, but it's reachable only through the creator, Jesus Christ. Without him, you can't achieve your greatness. Number four, you do not struggle accomplishing God's desire in your heart. And listen, this is what I mean. When God was leading the children of Israel in the wilderness to the promised land, he led them with an angel and a cloud, which never departed. The children of Israel followed the cloud obediently. And when the enemy came after them, we see the cloud and angel moving in their back to protect them. You, the church, are the children of Israel moving in the wilderness, which is the world, to the promised land, which is heaven. When you are doing what you are created to do, the angel and the cloud are with you. Hallelujah. Creating the way before you, even parting the sea for you to pass through while protecting you. God is always before you, creating the way, even when there seems to be no way. It's up to you to learn to follow and obey him obediently. Seas will be parted before you. Stones will give you water. Quails will fall on your way. Manna will fall. As you accomplish God's assignment on earth, you begin to see God's miracles in your life. And as we said earlier, life on this earth has no meaning to you and to the kingdom of heaven when you are living without knowing and doing what you are created by God to do. The kingdom of heaven is waiting for the day that you will wake up become kingdom conscious, realize why you are in this earth and do what you were created to do. Now, some people are living on this earth as people they are not. 
meaning you are living as someone else, not you. What we're saying is that you are doing somebody else's assignment, not your own. See, no two people were sent for the exact same assignment. But God created you before he even created you. He decided what role he wanted you to play on earth. He planned exactly how he wanted you to serve him. And then he created you and shaped you for that task. You are the way you are because you were made specifically for an assignment on earth. In other words, there's something that has been created for you to do, and you have been created specifically to do it. You are uniquely created, different from any person on earth. Therefore, you have to be yourself. Stop being somebody else. When you are living as someone else or when you are doing someone else's assignment on earth, who is doing what you were created to do? To chosen servants of God, know your assignment or task and focus on that. Stick to your calling. If we as God's servants could know from our master what we are created to do and focus on it, there would, no, would not be any competition in the kingdom of God or in the gospel of Jesus Christ. The competition we have is because of people calling themselves to the gospel and giving themselves assignments and claiming they are doing the work of God. But whose work are they doing? You are not going to accidentally fulfill God's will. It doesn't happen unintentionally or by coincidence. Seeing God's will realized in your life means, first of all, finding out what unique purpose he created you for. Accomplishing the task we were created to achieve means making a deliberate effort to find, to follow, and to fulfill God's will. But if you are not born again, the first step to knowing what you are created to do and doing it is accepting Jesus Christ in your life. Make that first step now. God bless you and have a great day. Thank you.